Hey guys, it's Pamela, the producer of The Fred Minnick Show, and I wanted to let you know that Fred's doing an in-person event on February 13th at the Hard Rock Orlando. Only 50 people allowed, completely socially distanced, and in adherence to all of Universal Studios' COVID precautions. Visit fredminnick.com for more information. The limited show is also debuting his new sidekick, Tater. Don't miss this. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Do I have a story to tell you before we get into this week's guest, Adam Hambrook? So as you may recall, in my episode, the, the best of 2020, where I had my wife Jacqueline on and we were talking about um, the struggles I had and kind of like what what 2020 was for me, especially for this podcast. I mentioned that I had uh, all of these interviews that I did in Nashville and I lost the video footage of it. And as you know, I do an audio recording, but also there's a video component to it that you can find on, on YouTube and sometimes Amazon Prime. And I... <laughs> I lost all these interviews uh, from a video perspective, and when I don't have the interview, the when I don't have the video component of it, I typically just kind of set it aside and wait for to use it as like a bonus episode or something like that for for the audio version. And uh, as it comes to be, like I am, I'm on vacation right now. As you're listening to this, I'm at Disney World, and I was looking at the interviews that. I really want to use, but I haven't had a chance to use them yet. And uh, boom, I get into the files, and there it was, Adam Hambrook. And I'm like feeling so embarrassed because this interview is so great. And Adam just had a new EP come out in December. So the timing's actually not too bad, although we don't talk about his new EP, but we talk about a lot of the things that he's been uh, up to prior to the pandemic. So this. This interview actually takes place in Nashville, inside a room. We are not socially distanced. We are pre-COVID. So this interview takes place in a pre-COVID genre. But make sure you give his new EP uh, a listen. It's called Give Her a Rose. And enjoy this interview with Adam Hambrook, the singer-songwriter in Nashville. But first, a word from our sponsors. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18 month or more air dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle a bottle of 291 Colorado Whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. 
Adam Hambrook is my guest. Thank you for coming on, man. It is an honor to have you on, my friend. Dude, thank you. Thanks for having me. And we were just talking before we kind of set up here um, that you actually wrote Lindsay L's uh, new single, and she's she was uh, my first guest. Yeah, I was I was doing my research this morning because I kind of want to know what the podcast was about, you know. Um, and I just I listened to that episode and and. I mean, I, for one, I'm, I just always like listen to her talk, right? Because yeah. she's because she's really great. But she's been a good friend of mine for for years, and she recorded this this uh, this song that I wrote, and now it's just kind of like flying up the chart and doing some really cool stuff for her, and I am pumped about it. That tell everyone the song. Uh, the song's called "I Don't Love You." So, who were you thinking of when you wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not my wife. Um, <laughs> no, that that was one of those songs that just kind of like it kind of fell out, like we were kind of beating our head up against the wall for a little while um I, I wrote with my friends neil medley and melissa fuller and and man we just like we got together and we started and then we started on this idea and and it we were just we really were just had just hit a hit a wall with it and um and so then we kind of like well let's just start over and then i kind of started singing this melody um that just sort of became the chorus and once we kind of went down that road it just fell out you know mm-hmm. it, was, it was one of those really easy easy sort of things that happens like you know when you really dive into an idea and i don't think a man can sing that like like uh like and release it you know <laughs> uh maybe not maybe i think not. that I ha- a woman has to sing that one there, there is a tenderness to it right yeah. like and and i think that's my favorite thing about that track that Lindsay did is um is there is a there's a vulnerability um it, it, that comes across when she sings it especially going into that last chorus where she where it, where it all comes back and it's just her like raw vocal um going into that last chorus man it 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 kind of it kind of gets you and it's gotten a lot of press too you know there's people like wanting to see her sing that to uh, ex-boyfriends and <laughs> famous ex-boyfriends who are also good friends of mine yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah how do they take that when uh, like how, how do they how do they take that well uh we're talking about um bobby bones and Lindsay ellie so they used to date obviously and most people follow country music know that um but but they're they're still really good friends they're still really tight um and so it's so it's like they they know the deal like you know when you're when you're an artist you're gonna write and sing songs uh, that point to you know previous experience and mm-hmm. and so um, I mean they're they're both they're both grown adults and you know so they they <laughs> I I I'm apologize job. I put you on the spot there that's okay I, I didn't need to do that <laughs> that's okay that's but okay. Uh, so that's. Uh, how what are some other songs you've written that are out there before we get into to your career which is as a singer which is phenomenal by the way oh, thank you thank you um i moved to nashville actually seven years ago this week okay um and and i moved to write songs and mm-hmm. so like that was always a dream music in general always seemed like it seemed like another world dude it seemed like something that was just for somebody else mm-hmm. um nashville wasn't really on my radar um but i moved to town seven years ago um, Justin Moore was involved in kind of like connecting me with some people here. Um, a guy named Jeremy Stober, who is now kind of my mentor and kind of my, you know, my dude. And I moved to town to write songs and it, it was kind of in that, in those, those first few years, I had, a, had a couple cuts. Justin recorded a song with, uh, Miranda Lambert called old habits, uh, mm-hmm. that I wrote. And then a couple years went by and I had my first hit when Dan and Shay recorded, uh, how not to. And then uh, Justin Moore recorded another song of mine called Somebody Else Will. And those kind of both hit at the same time. So I kind of went from having like not very much going on to all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, what's what's Adam Hammett? You know, and it, it, and it, it was really weird because I was, you know, I was kind of like on the outside, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, those two things happened right on top of each other. And I was like, oh, we, uh, you got any more Adam songs? You know, and, and so it, it, beca- it kind of opened the door for me in a really cool way mm-hmm. and it kind of like took some of the pressure off and um sort of let me be me a little more nice yeah and so you got um as a what, what do you put first for yourself are you a singer or a songwriter first and when, when you mm. when you have to pick uh that's a good question i think i think the best way to answer that question is to say that it's that it's kind of all one all one river right so mm-hmm. that it, it when I'm writing songs, um, I'm always writing f- like for myself in some way. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes like those songs don't fit the project, like don't fit what you're going to put out. And so, um, so you just like leave it open handed and like, if, if this fits for somebody else, yeah, by all means, like please record it. Um, and so, so I kind of keep it an open hand, uh, with that. And when the, it, it's hard to, it's hard to say, cause I've always been a singer. I've been a singer since I was three years old. Like I is literally as long as I can remember, I've been singing and wanted to sing, um, and so I try not to put one ahead of the other. I try to let them feed each other. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like I, I, I listen to you and you've got, you've got a pretty healthy, uh, supply of stuff that's out there to be streamed. How many songs do you have that people can listen to right now? Um, About 30? <laughs> uh, no, not, not quite. Not, not quite 30? No, we, we, uh. So I put out an EP a few years ago, but I guess about six, five, six years ago, um, called Wheels or Wings. And then I kind of took a break from releasing music for a while because mm-hmm. it was that was my first stab at being a quote unquote artist, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, we shopped record deal, and then then one never came. So I was like, well, I, I guess I'm I guess I'm just gonna write songs, you know? I guess yeah. I, I'm just gonna focus there. And then um, a couple years later, after some of the writing success had happened, that was kind of the the thing that opened the door for me to do an artist thing got the record deal and and so over the last year we've been releasing music with, uh we had my first single rocking all night long which is a song that i love and will always love um a few months later we had all you all night all summer come out and now this year um uh, forever ain't long enough it's my new single that's going to radio and and actually today on the day that we're recording this podcast um i did a cover of midnight in montgomery the old alan jackson song oh wow and uh and it's out now and so it's like now we're finally getting the healthy flow of releasing music um there's going to be an ep coming in the next couple months date to be announced very soon oh cool yeah so just just staying steady releasing music and get ready to go so it's pretty uh you know for an artist like i i gotta think today if you're like an independent person trying mm-hmm. to rise up like yeah. today's a great day to like build your own base versus 20 years ago for sure for sure and and i tell like people people think that the record deal is the that that's the pinnacle mm-hmm. um i mean the only i th- i think if you spend a lot of time uh honing the music and then putting it out there to fans like you you don't you don't need a record deal mm-hmm. to do that anymore and that's um i think that's i think that's where people get tripped up the, the record deal helps for me the the record deal helps get my music to to radio which is kind of like the path that i've chosen to take um and i don't know the the it's the wild west right now like releasing music and doing all that yeah it definitely is it seems like uh you know everybody anybody can put a song out yeah but whether people listen to it, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's a whole nother story, right. <laughs> and what I like about music today is like, so I go on to uh, Apple, just like self-search. They have this little slot called For You. Oh, yeah. And they just, you know, listen, technology's at a point where they're listening to us. You know, they know what I want to eat for breakfast before I do. Yep. And uh, it's just kind of like, you know, sometimes there's these little nuggets of convenience that they give you that... You're like, okay, but like listening to music is one of those things for me. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like I go through a process and I'm like, oh God, what do I want to listen to? And then I sometimes won't listen to anything because yeah. I'm like, I can't decide. <laughs> so I just, now I go to, uh, and I usually hate what the radio is playing. So I, now I go to like for you Yeah. and it's like discovery. Like I found you actually before we connected. Oh, wow on Apple Music's For You. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I was just going to ask you, like, what else have you found just through those streaming services that lately that you're like, man, I can't get enough of this? Uh, I found this blues guitarist who's played with all these incredible people uh, named Albert Cummings. Okay. And, you know, I love the blues. I love yeah. that sound of guitar. I think that's why I like Lindsay L so much. Sure. Because yeah. that girl can rip a guitar. She's a monster. You know. And... Uh, so like I, I love his work. Then I found um, I found like this seventeen, eighteen year old young woman. Uh, I, I can't remember her name, but she sang this. Uh, uh, her song had something to do with Hallelujah, and it just like took me. Yeah, it was really good. I, I'll I want to remember what it was. I'll text it. Yeah, text please, you do. You probably, please do. All you musicians, I feel like you all know each other. Like, oh yeah, I had coffee with uh, Adam the other day. You know. <laughs> yeah, Nashville's a small world like that. Like, uh, 
um, you just it, you you run into somebody who lives two doors down from you. You're like, I've been listening to your music for ten years. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just some some distant, faraway figure. You know, they're just accessible, regular people here in Nashville. But you know, it's interesting. Is like you guys are still kind of like, I mean, you're famous. You know, people. Yeah, I'm like, not famous. Well, I don't know, man. You're, you're, I might I might be small town famous, like. Like uh, like some of my friends back in Arkansas. I know I Adam Hammer, that dude, he's got a blue check mark on Instagram. He's famous. Like <laughs> that's that's about as close as I get to famous. Well, so I, I, I used to we used to vacation in Arkansas and I Oh, where at? Uh it would be like hot springs. Yeah, man. You know. It's pretty country out there. That, it really Do you hit them bathhouses? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a real night and then I went to uh, I was in the army and we used to spend a lot of time at uh at Fort Chaffee and oh, Fort yeah. Smith. Oh yeah, Smith. That's where my wife's from. Fort oh Smith. really? Yep. Yeah, in that place, boy. <clears throat> no offense, but it's a dump. <laughs> <laughs> you said I did not say that. But uh, I bet you, if you press her hard enough, she'd say it too. But um, that that all that whole area, man. It it was. Uh, I think we were sleeping in buildings that were built in like the 1820s. Oh, dude. Yeah, that Fort Chaffee's been there. Um, I want to say. I could be totally off base on this, but I want to say it was established kind of as like one of the last outposts, um, like during like the westward expansion, like when Oklahoma yeah. was still a territory and not a state. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Elvis went to boot camp there. Elvis did go to boot camp right yeah, there. That's, so that's I, the, mean, I always wondered, like, did I, did I step in the same place as Elvis at you, one point? I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You, I, I speak, speaking of Elvis, I'm talking Arkansas. I got to go to Graceland for the first time a couple oh, weeks ago. Wow. I had never been. I lived. I lived within an yeah. hour and a half of Graceland my whole life, and had never been. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Elvis, man, he was, he was one of those where, uh, you know, today it's kind of sad because he kind of gets mocked. People like, uh, you know, there's, there's impersonators. Yeah, yeah. But man, he was a showman. He 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 did a lot of things that were. Uh, that were first time things. Yeah. Like he was, he was an original, um, for sure. I, I, he, he was a guy I never really got into until kind of the last couple of years. Um, and I, th- I don't think I was able to appreciate like the stuff that he did until I started trying to do some of that stuff for myself. Right. Like the, the, the sound that his voice just naturally made coming out of his mouth. Like that, that's just God given, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not a thing that you can really teach. Um, can you? Have you ever like played around with an Elvis impersonation? Or oh no, no, I would be trash at that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. The closest, the closest I got is my uh, Will Ferrell impersonating Harry Carey. That's the closest in the thing okay. impersonation. Yeah, you, br- you brought it up. I gotta hear it now. Hey, Fred, <laughs> where are we gonna get out of that bourbon? <laughs> there you go <laughs> and, and the funny thing is he like also expressed his mind yeah, here he, he got, he's like all right it's enough about me let's let's get to the, <laughs> the sipping here all right we will do that now we it when we were communicating beforehand you had said you really wanted to try the elijah craig rye well oh, guess who did not bring the elijah craig rye that's okay that's okay. <laughs> Look, here's here's the thing about me about my relationship with with bourbon and whiskey. So so my dad's a preacher. So I grew up like there was there was no there was no drinking whatsoever. And even still to this day, I don't drink a lot. I'm a slow sipper. Okay. Uh, and, and so, but over the last I don't know ten years or so, like I've just developed an appreciation for whiskey and just the general like flavor profile of whiskey at large so when i'm ha- so when i'm in a show before a show i i enjoy a glass of makers uh two uh two cubes and like and then a slow sipper and i'm and i'm and i'm right where i want to be when i step on stage right oh that's great so um so I, my flavor i don't the, the flavors that i look the, fr- the flavors that I like. I don't even know what I like yet. I do know I enjoy mixer- mixers. I see some mixers over there. Yeah. That's uh, the that's, uh, that's 20-year-old beast. The 20-year-old beast? What, yeah. What's up on the 20-year-old beast? Well, it's... Uh, so this is... Um, there's only one. It's uh, one of 440 bottles, I think. And That's uh, not a lot of bottles. No, there's, there is not much. So I, your, your father was your father was a preacher. What yeah. kind of preacher? Yeah, he's, he's a Baptist preacher. He preaches in uh, a church in Russellville, Arkansas. Okay, and so that's that's where he's at now, um, but I, I grew up. Uh, he pastored a church in Corinth, Mississippi, so that's where I did a lot of my growing up. But uh, but I would say Arkansas is home. That's kind of where like all my family's from, and 
um, spent, you know, most of my life not in Nashville, was actually in Arkansas. Do you ever like, you know, do you ever worry like he's going to like get on you for the little bourbon? Ah, uh, nah. Because cause I, I, I've never, I always grew up with like almost like a fear of it. And so, you know, so I, you know, never really, and I never like was a super rebellious kid. And so I, so where I've landed is like, a healthy appreciation without jumping off into the uh you know without yeah. jumping off into the crazy all right well let's get let's break down your flavor profile yeah without let's getting go. crazy um do you like <clears throat> caramel or cinnamon more i got a sweet tooth man i'm gonna say caramel you're a caramel guy mm-hmm. okay let's let's break down that sweet tooth okay do you like uh like fried pies do you like um What's like fried? All right, how about this? Fried pie or pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it? I'm I'm gonna go pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Yeah. All right. Um. So you got that pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it? Are you Are you just eating it straight like that, or you go sprinkle a little little uh, chocolate over the top of it? Maybe a little bit, a little caramel. I, I like I like sweet, but not too sweet. So I'm gonna okay. go just just straight up straight up plain. I don't need any of the additional. So what I've done here. <laughs> I've established that you like you like caramel okay. and nutmeg, okay. but you don't like too sweet. Okay. So there's one there's one product on here that I think you would really really hate. Okay. Uh, and I almost want you to taste that to see if I you would, would hate it. I would it. love to. Let's taste it and see if you would hate it. Okay. Now this this is um, whoa. This is the Angel's Envy. Um, it's a it's a tawny. It's finished in a tawny port. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pour you. I can bit. go ahead and tell you I'm not I'm not gonna hate it. I will I will go oh, ahead and tell well, you. Well that's that. that's fair. But this is um this is like uh very, very, very sweet. Okay. You know, I, I had an Angel's Envy um when I made my Grand Ole Opry debut, mm-hmm. my uh my AR guy um from Hollywood Records, he uh he sent me an Angel's Envy uh, rye. It was like it was very caramelly. It was uh, yeah. The green, green label. The green label. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it was delicious. It was delicious. So yeah, those are finished in rum casks. Rum casks. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, this is something I actually I like this a lot, but it's like very very sweet. I want to see where your sweetness is. Ooh, that is sweet. Is it too sweet? No, no, no. It might be a little on the sweet side, but it's not. It's not crazy. Like, it's okay. not. It's not crazy sweet. So it's the type of. Uh, now I'm going to take you down a journey of. Uh, you originally wanted. Um, you wanted some rye. You wanted the Elijah Craig rye. So that that over here is on one end of the spectrum. Okay. Now we're going to go over on an okay. entirely different side, and this is like um, what I'm doing here, is. I'm, I'm, I'm basically what I normally do is I, I normally pair to people's palates, but you're okay. cu- you're coming into this conversation talking about how much you like whiskey and everything. Yep. So now what I'm doing is I'm seeing I'm I'm putting up goalposts, right? Sure, sure. So like we got over here, it's really really sweet, and we got over here, which this is this is herbly, um, herbly. All right, a little, little herbly. Dude, that's you, a good way to that's a good way to describe something. And like a little bit of a like dill. Dill. Yeah, like a like a dill pickle, but you know, not really a full dill pickle. Okay, why? Speak to my ignorance here. So, is there? How do I take? How do I taste this to where I get like maximum? So we all obviously we all we all taste differently. But what I like to do is I like to analyze the color a little bit, okay. kind of swirl it around, look at them legs, and then bring it to the nose. Look at them legs. Look at them what legs. Is, what is legs? Legs are those tight little uh, grooves that you see after you've oh, swirled it around, man. and they kind of like drip down. Okay. So after that, uh, you want to sm- bring it to your nose and just smell it. And when you smell it, you want to smell it with your mouth open because that actually helps you okay. pick up more than just the alcohol. Okay. And then when you taste, you want to feel it on a little bit on the... the the tip of your tongue let it kind of walk back walk back all right man that's i really like that so i feel it, like you might be you like that more than the the other one 
I I taste the dill. I taste the dill. Yeah. Um. Now that you say that. Hmm. I think I, I think I do like this a little better. Okay. So what we have established is your palate that you had set out and said like you don't like too sweet is confirmed with this little taste off here. Now, the one that is the one the first one you tasted, two hundred and fifty dollars. Holy moly. The one you just that would tasted, explain that that would explain why it came in a vial and not yeah. a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the other one you just tasted, twenty three ninety five. Whoa. I got expensive taste. No, the one that you. No, uh, I know. I'm just kidding. You know, no, this is like this was my like one of my best uh, uh, everyday whiskeys of the year last yeah. year. So it's it, love you know, it. Excellent taste. So now can we that, have. Can I see that bottle? Yep. Hold on. I'm gonna keep you in the rye category. Yeah. Kind of go up a notch. We're gonna go to an 11 year old rye. Wow. I haven't cracked this open in a while. I think the last time I sipped it on this, that cork is drying out. <laughs> yeah, this is a little Kentucky out. It's eleven okay. year old um, rye whiskey. Now, look at it, them legs, bro. <laughs> as you're smelling and tasting this, do they, do they remind you of any songs or anything like that? Because I like, so I, I like to like uh, get inside like a yeah. A songwriter's head and say like man this this reminds me of truck yeah or you know <laughs> truck yeah you know just, just coming up with a oh song oh my gosh uh okay that's that's interesting what sort of song um i will say like whiskey and bourbon in general um i'm a guy that appreciates craft um, like I, I love stuff that takes a long time to make. I love people who have the concentration to to work on something for a long period of time because that's what a song is, right? And um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't like things that are easily manufactured. And so, so whiskey in general, the flavor, the uh, the essence of whiskey, just it reminds me of just old country songs, and I, I think of. Uh, I've kind of been on a Keith Whitley kick lately. Oh, wow, the great Keith um, Whitley. Man. Uh, Garth Brooks mentioned Keith Whitley last night. Dude, there's. Um, I feel like he's that guy's having a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah. Um, and, and people are kind of going back to his songs, like remembering just like what an incredible voice he was. And When did he pass away? I can't. I was I was thinking late 80s, but. Before you were born. No, no, no. I was, Wait. It's not, it's not before I was born. Really? Yeah, I pegged you as like twenty two. Bro, I'm sneaky old. I got I got two kids at home. Really? I got, I got two kids and a mortgage. Wait, with that hair, do you color your hair? No. Damn. <laughs> my uh. My How bro- did you not get gray hair with two kids? I don't know. I don't know. It's I've only had two kids for a few months. So uh, so so okay, you have twins. Like, no, I've got a four year old and a six month old. Okay. Seven months. She was seven oh, okay. months yesterday. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! So it's it's the best, dude. So I like when my kids were born. It's How like, old are your kids? Uh, six and one. Six and one. Yeah, okay, yeah. so this is Oscar. <laughs> this is Julian. That, that's how. And that this works. is counts receivable. <laughs> so I've yes. got like uh, I've got the the gray going on. But hey, listen, it, gray's cool now. So I'm gray is cool. Like I'm, like I'm people who aren't even gray are coloring their hair gray. So. I feel I feel like you're dead on in style right now, bro. I thank you that. Okay, I'm all natural. All natural. Okay, now remind me what was the This is Kentucky out here. Kent- go ahead and you can go ahead Kentucky and Kentucky out. Okay. Play with that one there. So, what this- I get on this guy is is molasses, toffee, you know, some of those uh I I I can get I can get molasses. Mm. Yeah. Let it walk back. That's what you said, yeah, right? Let, let it walk that back. walk back. Don't 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 shoot it. Let it let it on the tongue. It's kind of drip back. It'll go down the jawline. Might tickle your palate a little bit. And as it's going down, 
You should feel that warm Kentucky hug. If it burns, warm Kentucky hug, bro. You should be a songwriter. <laughs> you know, I was talking to uh, uh, Jesse Alexander about that yesterday, actually. She's a pretty good songwriter. She's she she going to be all right. Yeah. She's going to be all right. And um, I just started, like, going down, uh, you know, talking about some things here and there. And she's like, you should do a song. And I was like, I, I don't know how to do music. So, like, I'd, I'd put words together. And then, you know, I wouldn't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the process, I guess, is, is what well, I'm getting at. I would say I would say what you do is like right in line with with what we do, because all because all all songwriters do is 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 try to put words together in a way that make people feel something or make people see something or make mm-hmm. people or just like hit people in the senses. And so, like, as you're talking about bourbon, as you're writing about bourbon, like you are you are describing a feeling you are describing a sense yeah, you're describing right. a sensation and uh and and the more creative you are the more people see something differently and the more you know and so i th- i think that's i think it's right in line with what we do yeah yeah and you guys i'm assuming you drink a little bourbon while you're writing your music um sometimes but i mean nashville is a, is a little more methodical in how they write like LA they'll show up at a studio and they'll they'll show up at like eight o'clock at night and they'll they'll finish up two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Nashville's a little more a little more methodical, a little more like hard hats and lunch pails about it. Like we'll show up, you know, somewhere between ten and eleven, maybe noon. Uh and and you know, we and we sit and we write for four ish hours. Mm-hmm. And then we go home. And uh, or we go to the bar or <laughs> like whatever it is. Like how do you do? Like do you write on a computer? Are you writing on paper? Like how does? What's the actual? I, I go. Process? I go back and forth. I like. I like the the sensation of pen in my hand, uh, putting it to paper, and like, and and feel and almost like feeling the words come out. That sounds ridiculous, I know, but uh, th- there's just I said before I, I'm I'm a guy that likes craft and I. I and there's something to like the physical process of writing. Um, and, and I, I learned a little bit about this last year cause I read a book, uh, I read a book called the shallows. Have you ever, have you ever, no, um, I know the book though. Um, Oh man, why can I not remember the, the guy's name? He wrote it. I just, uh, the, anyway, it, it was a brilliant book. It was just about the way like the internet technology kind of changing the way, uh, changing the way we think and mm-hmm. interact and, uh, but specifically the way we think and um and it, it just it just talks about how when you your our interaction with the written word like it actually like it literally expands our mind and how and how we think of like our minds is like a hard drive like once you fill it up it's 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 full right um uh, but that's actually not the case um and how the more we interact with the written word through books or um through writing I mean, the, like the more our mind actually expands, and 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 I've kind of like, I've been like ruminating on that for like a year now. Are they saying like if we read on like a device or something that our minds shrink? Uh, no, but but they're saying like, like our phones are a, uh, it's a distraction machine, right? So like it's yeah. like every everything about your phone, like you you flip your phone up to to read something, and then you then you you scroll down. Well, there's a link in the middle of it that takes you somewhere else. And then, so you click that link and go somewhere else, and that takes you on rabbit trail after rabbit trail. And what it's done is it, it's it's short it's shortened our attention spans for one, and and, oh, and that's not even counting like the text messages you get or emails you get in the middle while you're reading that article, right. right? And so it shortens our attention spans. It it uh it it really inhibits our ability to think linearly. And so and so now we think in like scatter shot, like shotgun um, information. Like we take the information that we need across like like the entire internet and mm-hmm. th- but we don't remember it anymore right like it's just like we take the information that we need we use it the one time that we need it and then it's gone like we don't remember stuff right and uh and so it's it, anyway i i could i could talk about that book forever because it just kind of like gave me a healthy disdain <laughs> for my phone you know and just reminded me like man we're like we're human we're people and the more that we like offload our our memory to like our phones, right? Like, or, or whatever, our computers or whatever, like, like we're a little less human. 
and uh, it, it affects a creative process. It affects like our ability to communicate with each other. And the more that we, the more human we are, the more connected we actually are. Whereas our phones kind of give us like the illusion of being connected. Right. Right. I don't yeah. know. I, I, that's a, that's just an idea that's fascinating to me. But we year. also fall trapped to that. I mean, both of us do. We, I, I I am in the same belief as you. But as soon as we got here, you got on your Instagram story. Absolutely, because because you, you have tweeted, you yeah. have to tell you have to tell the story. Because if you because that that is how people communicate mm -hmm. these days. I try to be more disciplined about it. I try to like when I'm with my kids, uh, I do my best to not be on my phone. Right. Because. Um, because if you split your attention between like one place and the other, you're you're not giving any attention to anything. And here's especially the, me. And there, there's also the there's also the factor of like, look, we're in the I guess it, when it comes down to it, we're in the eyeballs business or the, or the earballs, you yeah. know. And ear so balls. and like if you don't like, uh, you know, I've got a manager and an agent and all that, and they're yep. like, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, and I'm like. I sometimes feel like, am I doing anything right? Yeah. You know? And, Absolutely. Uh, and it's so like, there's this, for people who are like in the entertainment industry, there's this amazing amount of pressure yeah. to constantly be pushing, growing, yeah. all that, you know? So, I mean, we're, we're kind of stuck in it. We, we are kind of stuck in it, but I, I think the, the piece that I've made with it is that um, I... I use tech. I use technology. I use Instagram. I use Twitter. I use, you know, Facebook or whatever, uh, to tell the story. And and for me, the story is largely about being human. The the, mm -hmm. um, the songs I write are, I write them because they, because they make me feel something. And and uh, and I'm a deep feeling person. I can tell. And uh, and so, that's how they breed them in Arkansas. That's <laughs> they they're sensitive. Uh, <laughs> And, and so, you know, so, so a lot of my music and the story that, that I tell is about, it's about feeling, it's mm -hmm. about remembering, it's about being moved. And, you know, so that, that's what I want my music and my, and, and the stories I tell, that's what I want them to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I use, I use Instagram and I use Facebook and all that stuff to, to kind of tell those stories. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to be deep. And all that and and I think uh, and I think that's a, a different uh, different use of the mechanism when I feel like most of it's like oh look how I look here and yeah. that you know so. yeah um, and, and that's that's kind of just like a conviction my, my mom writes songs too right and and uh, she, she always has and and one of the things that she one of the things that she always says like well, what are you saying like what, what are the words what are you actually saying and so like you know, being in being in control of of what you're saying, whether it's like the actual lyric or or it kind of ex extends past that. Like, what are you saying with your visuals? What are you saying with you know all that stuff? It, that's that's the thing that's always stuck with me is like being in control of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I try not to say the same thing that's just been said because that doesn't move me, and I it, it's not going to move other people. I think. Um, in the long run. Well, let's get to a whiskey that I think is going to move you based on what you've liked so far. I've uh, drank it all so far. Yes, so. except that first one. You're still milking that one. But what did you, like your overall feeling on the Kentucky Owl? You seem to really like it, but did that, you? That was, that was more in the middle. The, uh, the, the, what was it? The Elijah Craig? Uh, no, it was the, no, the uh, old, Forrester. old Forrester. The Old Forrester yeah. had, a, had a little more of a burn to it where, okay. where the, uh, the old Kentucky, the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Owl. Owl. Kentucky Owl was a, uh, a little softer, a for little, you. yeah, a little, a little smoother, a little smoother. What's interesting is that one was 110 proof. The other one was, um, I think it's 90. Oh. It's 100. It was 100. Proof. All right. Yeah. So you had, uh, you actually got, um, you tasted something that was a, that was hotter. Yeah. Technically, but you're like, yeah, it was smoother. But that How happens. About that? That's, That's very. That's kind of like one of those is that, things. Is that a taste thing, or is no, that, no? Yeah. It's like so. It's burn smoothness. Those are all individual kind of like everyone's going to have different yeah. levels of what is acceptable to them. Yeah. But really, what it comes down to is like the quality of of the uh, how it was made in the barrel and all that. Yep. And um, eleven years old Kentucky rye. You know, I had some good times in that barrel. <laughs> 
And, <laughs> yep. you know, the old Forrester one was four years old, so yeah. it was still very young sure. in comparison. Um, but, you know, but they're kind of, they're, they're, they're different. Okay. Now I'm going to take you to the one you eyeballed. Oh, my goodness. The little uh, Michter's 20-year-old. Golly. So the, fir the first time I had Michter's, um, and I know it's not this, obviously, but the first time I had Michter's, um, I got to give a shout-out to my, my buddy Jay Arnold. Uh, he, we we drank some of my porch a few months ago when he was in town, and and I was just kind of like, all right, this is this is this is good drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And this this is a, uh, I'm I'm very. Wow. Okay. What's what's the proof on this guy? So this is. Hundred and fourteen point two. <laughs> And I got to give another shout out. Uh, so my brother-in-law Kyle Reynolds is a uh, he's he's a big whiskey guy, big uh, you know bourbon guy. He's he's done the tours you know in Kentucky and and all that stuff. And so like when I find out about stuff, it's 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 through him most times. And uh, and when I signed my record deal, he got he got me uh, uh, the Pappy uh, ten year. Oh yeah, the the Van Winkle. Yeah, and uh, old Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, yeah, and. And man, I was just like, I, I that's like, have you, that have was you, that was next level for me. I never, have you opened the bottle? Oh yet? yeah, yeah. We're about, Did we're you about drink halfway it done. No, oh, good. we're about halfway done. That's a special occasion one for me. Okay, here we go. Well, this is a special occasion to me. You know what I call a special occasion? What's that? Waking up in the morning. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> when every day's a blessing, that's what it is. Hmm. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Holy cow. Yeah, that was good. You know, I get a I get a real nice little coconut in this. Hmm. That I didn't get before. So let's let's solve some world problems. So let's here. do it. Let's go. So now we got this good bourbon in us, and you know, <laughs> actually, had two rise, a distilled spirit specialty, and a bourbon. So you've you've got you've got a. a You're about to steer me to something political. I'm about I'm about to end up I'm about to end up canceled. Oh, actually, no, I don't I don't do <laughs> no, political no, I'm stuff. <laughs> no, I I really I'm really into this like technology thing. Yeah. Like you know, how can we how can we, um, what's your advice to people? Like, how can we get to a point where we're not as addicted to the, to the phone? Cause I really do. Like, are we talking about world problems? Yeah. I mean, it's a big one. Yeah. I mean, you got people hitting people on the roads and yeah. they're running into stuff. I mean, I'm personally like finding myself like, where's my phone? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like anything else. I really do. I really do think the first, you know, step is like, admitting that we have a problem because we because we do like it's not a um it's not it's not overblown like like the way uh now let us point out please don't put the phone down as you're listening to this please, podcast please don't put the phone down <laughs> maybe maybe put the phone down and listen yeah uh, after and then you, pick it up after you know. that's right no it, I, and then listen to adam's music yeah but, <laughs> there you go don't uh, put it down yet um but like the the more we the more we admit that like we actually have a problem with it because we because we do like like studies on top of studies have been done where like when you see a uh when you see a, a notification on like one of your devices and you click it and it's a like on a facebook post or a like on an instagram post or whatever it is like there is a there's a hit of dopamine the same way like you know this like the same chemical reaction of of, of a drug addict like like it's it is a similar brain reaction that that happens and uh so like we're very very literally addicted to our devices right mm -hmm. and and there's uh like we we can't step away from that until we realize okay like we actually we actually have a problem we got a and problem. and uh and the more we we set the phone down and the more we concentrate on our uh on our face-to-face -face, like interactions you said you put your phone down when you're around your kids yeah like how do you do that um 
well, I just, I kind of literally do. Uh, it. Do, you, do you, do you ever get like the feeling like you're worried about like, you know, maybe your agent's going to call or someone's going to call you for sure. Get this, you know, for sure. And, and, uh, and, and when I do, I, tr- I try to think like when I, when I reach my, f- for my phone, I at least try to be conscious that, okay, I am actually reaching for my phone. I don't do it out of reflex. I don't do it out of like uh compulsion. Mm-hmm. Cause like when I, when I do that, I'm just like, it's cause I'm trying to be somewhere else. I'm trying to like, Oh, how's this, how's this, uh, this, this Facebook post, uh, performing right now? Like, right. do we need to, do we need to boost it or do we, you know, like, like all that stuff is, is ridiculous and it's out of my hands anyway. So like, like it, it's not going to matter in, in two days. So why does it need to matter right now? Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, so, so, and I also like, I try to balance that with the thought that like my kids are only this age one time and I only get to be a dad one time and, uh, you, you know, and so, so I really try to like keep those things in mind when I'm working, I try to be working mm-hmm. so that when I'm not working, I can be not working. God, that sounds like a song. It doesn't it though. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm working, I'm working. <laughs> when I'm not working, I'm not working. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not making it, is it? It's, it I, no, no. It's, <laughs> it is it, something. I I feel like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's so damn true. I'll, I, you know, I'm gonna and I give struggle it, with it. Yeah, and people just people just have a hard time in general. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what era you're in. Like we all have a hard time being where we are because we all feel like there's somewhere else that we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's like this it's like this innate uh, I don't know reflexive thing that we're waiting on the other shoe to drop, waiting for the the big nasty predator to jump out of the bushes and eat us. You know, it's like whatever that is. You know that it, it's in us. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like this has been a little bit of a therapy session for me. You, you provided some good stuff here. What's 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 your predator? What what are you what are you worried about? What's what's the thing that you're worried about jumping out of the bushes? I guess, you know, for me, it's like, um, you know, I work, I, I work my ass off, but I also try very hard to be a family man, Yeah, you know, and it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy doing both, especially with what I do. Um, do you travel I, a lot? Uh, you know, I, I get, I get booked a lot. Some of my nights are taken, so I get to, sure. I don't get to put my boys to bed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do travel a fair amount, but I try to keep it within three days. Yeah. I don't travel more than a week. Yep. But um, me too. I try not to travel more than a week. It's it's hard when you do that. Yep. But but I guess for you know, guess for me it's like I, I never feel like I have actually done anything and actually and I've, people are like, Whoa, wow, that's that's saying something. Yeah. Because you've done a lot. And I think that that I have like this drive to always be going mm-hmm. and and I feel like if I don't push then it's gone. Yeah. You know. And those like, kids got to go to college. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's exactly it. And my and my wife, you know, she's got a hard job too, so she's in the same boat. What's your but wife do? She's a director of mental health for the for the oh, VA wow. in Louisville. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's a, a PA. She's a physician assistant, and uh, so she's so our wives are they're real. Deal. Yeah, they have we're, like, they're real deal ser- serious human beings. Yeah, and we're we have over like here these, drinking bourbon on a right? Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> is it today? No, today's Friday. <laughs> hey, it's Friday. We're good. Tuesday, Friday. It's CRS week. Well, Everything kind of blurs together. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's one for you. Are you a mayonnaise or mustard guy when it comes to a sandwich? Mm. It's random. Mayonnaise or mustard? Mm. I'm pr- I probably tend to be a little more of a mustard guy. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. I, Do you I, think Miracle I like a little Whip bit is- of a bite. Miracle, Miracle Whip? Whip is almost like a, it. It's like a sneaky middle ground because what it does, it gives you the tang that 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 you know the mustard gives you the zest, but Miracle Whip has that tang, and so it almost like meets in the middle of like the creamy nothingness of of mayonnaise with a little <laughs> bit of the bite that you actually want from mustard. I feel like Miracle Whip is a somewhat fraudulent. I I, I can see that. I can see that argument. I think that but argument is valid. It. Yeah, right? You, know, <laughs> you feel you feel like a poser eating Miracle Whip on yeah, your sandwiches? Yeah, but like if I'm having like really cheap bologna. <laughs> really cheap bologna? How often do you eat really cheap bologna? Uh, maybe once or twice a year. Hey, I feel that though. You know? I feel that though. Hey, if you're ever in, Na- if you're ever in Nashville and you find yourself downtown on a, on a, on a night, uh, you're walking up and down Broadway, Robert's Western World has incredible, you know, old school like 
country swing music, and they have a fried bologna sandwich that will will hit the hit the spot in the right way. I might just hit that tonight. Think you should. Yeah, I might do that. I think we just did solve the world's problems. <laughs> fried bologna sandwiches. That you know Cheers, what? Y'all. I'm down for that. The cholesterol's gonna go up, but by God, and the stress is gonna go down. That's right. Hey Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Fred, tell thanks everyone, so much for having me. Tell everyone how they can find you and all that stuff. You can find me by picking up your phone <laughs> and <laughs> going to Instagram, uh, Instagram.com. Like <laughs> this is that website. Listen, this this little bourbon has has me just just loose enough to be ridiculous. Uh, go to Instagram, just at Adam Hambrick on on all the socials. Um, Adam like the first man, the Hambrick like well a ham and a brick. So. It's easy. Um, or adamhambrick.com. Uh, going to be on tour this year. Going to be releasing an EP in May. I'm really excited about. Um, and rumor has it that might turn into a full record later this year. So I'm just, you got it all out of me. Look at this. These all these I empty know. glass over here. Leave you one for the road too. Um, but yeah, like uh, listen to the music. I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you do enjoy it, hit me up on Instagram and all that stuff. I I, I do try to be present there and like interact with people. Uh, so just. I'm around. Get at me. Yeah, and, and listen, guys. Adam has a has a, has a great voice, and uh, you got to check out his stuff. I, I really mean that. Like I, he's he's soulful. Got I love your range. Thanks. You got, um, but you're easy listening too. Hey, you know? I'll take that too. You know, it's, it's good music to drive down the road to. How about that's that? exactly it. That's exactly go. it. And um, it makes me want to put my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I've never that this conversation will live me live with me for the rest of my life. Perfect. But uh, thanks again for coming on the show. I Fred, feel like you. we're gonna we're gonna be celebrating a hit record here pretty soon. So Let's cheers, go. my friend. Cheers. You have anything left? Yeah, drink drop, it all. You gotta drop. Oh, man. you know what? Here, oh, we still got the. You want something? I still have a little bit of the. Kentucky. You want me pour you something else? No, no, no. All right, I, here we go. If, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll start getting real sloppy. All right, cheers, my friend. <laughs> they'll, they'll have to drag me out of here. I'm so glad I was able to dust that off and let you all listen to it because Adam is a really great guy and a whiskey lover to boot. So that's always a great combo. But uh, thank you all for listening to The Fred Minnick Show. Make sure you're following us on all the social media. And if you wouldn't mind, give us a, give us a rating on however you get your however you get your podcast. Give us, a, give us a, a rating. It helps with the algorithm. And, of course, if you don't have a good algorithm – you don't get listened to by other folks. So I appreciate you all tuning in. Be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. Remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. <laughs>